Hello, communicators. Welcome to episode five of the audio series, The Communicator. I'm your host, Yesenia Reynoso, and let's enter into the world of corporate communications from an in-house lens. If you are new to the show or are becoming a general member, here's a double simultaneous hello. If you are on social media, I am available on LinkedIn, Instagram, and now formerly known as Twitter, X. All of my social media handles are listed in the episode description as well as the comment section below. If you have a question, comment, or anything in general that you want to ask, don't hesitate to reach out to me via email. My email address is listed in the episode description as well. Also, circle this date on the calendar, Monday, August 7th. Episode number six of The Communicator will be debuting exclusively on YouTube and Spotify, as well as all future episodes. And it will mean the absolute world to me if you hit those follow, share, and subscribe buttons as we not only try to spread the word about The Communicator, I am building a community for all marketing and PR pros to come together, sit back, and simply talk corporate comms. And finally, if you are listening to this show either on your portable device or computer, all new episodes of The Communicator will be coming out every first and third Mondays of the month, and again, exclusively on YouTube and Spotify. I've been saying this so many times, but I do have expansion plans and I will be revealing those at a later date down the road. Woo! Now that we got all of those housekeeping notes on the way, hola, bienvenidos al episodio número cinco de Communicator. I had to insert some type of Spanish in there because I just recently came back from an absolute exuberant and gorgeous nine-day uh, break. I brought back that European glow with me, and I feel much more recharged, rejuvenated, self-reflected, and ready to tackle whatever it is that's in front of me. Uh, taking any kind of make vacation or mental break is very good for you. If you haven't done so yet, please do so. Your body will thank you, and it's always okay to take a step back be reflective uh, and give yourself some time to breathe uh, and and give your body the rest that it rightfully deserves. I also want to make a note to you because I can't hold this until the very end of this episode, but we are obviously episode number five, but we are in a 15 episode journey. Yes. Season number one of The Communicator will have 15 episodes before we hit our first series hiatus at the end of the year. So I will be revealing to you all when the season finale is going to be held and as well as future details as to what the future holds for The Communicator. But we are currently in a 15 episode run and I can't wait to talk other types of corporate communication topics with you all. And so with that, we are now going to be diving in into episode number five of The Communicator, which is going to be focusing on teams. Originally, I had plans to do a straight shoot uh, one type episode about teams, but due to the importance of this topic and as well as the ever evolving tactics that we are seeing in real time, I've decided to split the episode, uh, this particular topic into two episodes. So episode number five is going to be focusing on the current team's landscape, what we currently have, its roles, 
the purpose and reasoning behind it. And then episode number six will then be focusing on the future of corporate communications teams, uh, especially with the emergence of artificial intelligence, also known as AI, and other important communications tactics that all different types of teams are taking note and seeing as to how it is going to be affecting their day-to-days uh, moving forward. Does it forever shape uh, the team's landscape? Uh, that and as well as my thoughts as to why I personally believe that public relations departments should now be their own standalone departmental entities. No need for them to be merged under different types of industries and or subdivisions all of that is going to be in conversations uh, for episode number six, uh, which will debut in two weeks' time. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, with that, uh, we're going to be diving in into part one of episode number uh, five, which is the current landscape of your corporate communications team. So let's communicate about teams, shall we? Great. So. As we all know, no matter how big or small your corporate communications team is, one thing we all know very near and dear to our hearts, we are master storytellers and public relations specialists. No matter how we shape shift our narratives or perceptions, we are there to inform or persuade the public. It is our job to tell the story the way that we want to through your tone and voice. We also are the key pillars in executing and or supporting the communication strategy. So whatever, uh, whatever comes out of the corporate communications team mindset, uh, whether uh, it's drafting, disseminating PR materials and addressing inquiries uh, between the media and the public, our goal is to ensure that all of those align with the key objectives of our corporate communications strategy while also at the same time executing it and measuring it to the highest standards to see as to whether or not it is going to be effective. The typical team structure of a corporate communications department can vary simply on the size of the organization, its industry, and the scope of communications needs. Each role that has a specific part is tied to your overall strategy. So depending as to the amount of components that you have in a communication strategy, each, individ uh, each role will then be uh, filled by the certain individual that specializes it. And depending as to how is it going to be rolled out, it is up to the organization leader to decide as to how that vision is going to be entailed. So you definitely want to think about your team like a baseball or football team. I absolutely love it whenever I try to interject uh, any kind of baseball analogy uh, into uh, corporate communications. Uh, mixing sports with uh, my career is always a big win in my book. So when you formulate your team, you want to have uh, these four core attributes when you're when you're looking at the bigger picture. Number one, your coach and your manager. Think of them, him or her, as a leader. His or her role is to plan, execute, measure, or execute your uh, comm strategy. Number two, your second core attribute is your offensive lineup. 
Think of them as your administrators. They're going to be administrating every internal or external part, uh, channel, or audience uh, to ensure uh, effective uh, comms. Number three, your cheerleaders. Think of them as your influencers. They are there basically to time in and develop a natural conversation with your internal and external audience. And finally, number four, your defense uh, lineup. Think of them as your preparation squad, your prep team. They are there uh, to be involved in any kind of small or big crisis management that pops up. They are pretty much your gatekeepers into ensuring that your reputation uh, stays uh stays the same or mitigate any kind of uh, damage. So they can compose of your legal, your technology, government, or any other key uh, sector. As we have seen uh, throughout the years, the emergence of, cr of crisis, uh, not only, um, uh, or I should say, let me rephrase that, more than ever in recent years, uh, chief communications officers have uh, quickly been rising through the ranks and are, are becoming much more of trusted advisors to CEOs and C-suites on virtually every single issue that affects the organization. Because of that, uh, chief communications officers or CEOs are quickly earning their seats on the table and they're staying in it. Many organizations are realizing that they cannot be able to execute any kind of business goals or objectives without the uh, without the advice of communications. They are there basically to lead any kind of messaging or uh, reputational management. Because of that, the position is growing in scope and becoming much more of a prominent leadership role within organizations. And in turn, CCOs are growing in their team size, uh, organizational resources, and other key packages and tools. So when formulating their teams, uh, chief communications officers or any senior uh, level executive are looking for individuals with expertise in corporate communications, media relations, issues, and crisis management, and social and digital media. And so when they formulate their teams, they also have these three major branches of corporate communications team management that they're also keeping an eye on. Number one, management communications. Number two, marketing communications. And number three, organizational communications. All of these three components that I just mentioned, they work simultaneously together to build a strategic approach to the company's overall communications. Now, before we... Uh, before we dive in into the actual roles itself, uh, I also want to make note of a particular uh, LinkedIn post that I saw uh, several days ago, and we're going to be talking about it more in depth on episode number six. And it is about the intersectionality between PR and marketing, how they have uh, worked together over the years, and now as we've seen uh, more uh, more exclusively, I should say. Public relations has been on the rise and becoming such a critical component. Is it time to say that marketing should merge and report to PR since PR are the leading experts in, in reputation and storytelling? And I found that pretty interesting, especially since he also uh, made a note of how the reporting structure should be. And I found that intriguing, especially since the future of any business has to require uh, public relations in, in a certain degree. 
And so uh, I am very much looking forward to having that discussion with you on in in episode number six, uh, and what in part of what the future uh, holds uh, for that. But until then, um, I want to go back to the overall roles that we see in the day-to-day corporate communications department. Obviously, again, with the emergence of chief communications officers and other key senior uh, level executives, whether it's EVP, SVP, VP of communications, pretty much they're well-known in the for-profit world. And we're also starting to see some of those pop up in the nonprofit sector as well. But in any typical uh communications department day to day, uh, the one individual that oversees all aspects of communications is the director or the head of communications. There, That is the most senior level position overseeing the entire communications function. And that director pretty much sets the strategic direction, overall uh, manages the budget um, and other key finances as well as ensuring alignment with the, with the organization goals and objectives. And then once you have your uh, director, sometimes it, that director could be spearheading the department all by him or herself, uh, or they have a team uh, that's either small and or specific to certain components within uh, the strategy or the mindset of the organization, or it is a large one. Regardless, uh, there's always a head uh, that uh, that oversees everything. And so when you break it down even further through the umbrella, here are some of the other uh, other key communications areas that you, that you may find uh, in a typical day-to-day, and that includes uh, internal communications manager, PR uh, specialist, or coordinator, where they their role is focused specifically on internal communications uh, within the organization. They create and implement strategies to inform employees about everything that happens within the organization internally, whether it's news policies or updates. Media relations manager uh, or specialist, uh, this individual manages the companies and relationships with the media. They handle all different types of inquiries, draft uh, draft collateral, I should say, and organize press events, as well as PR specialists. They, uh, they assist uh, media relations individuals. Then you have a content manager, copywriter, or copy editor. They're responsible for creating engaging content. Digital and social media manager, specialist, coordinator, they are in charge of the company's digital and social media presence where they develop strategies, oversee social media, and other digital communications accounts uh, such as the website, uh, email marketing, and other online platforms. Public affairs manager, they communicate with government bodies, regulators, and other relevant public institutions. Events manager or specialist where they're responsible for planning and the execution of corporate events, conferences, and other public-facing gatherings. Sometimes events either works within a public relations department, marketing, or they are a standalone entity. Depends as to what the organization wants. Graphic designers or visual content specialists, managers, 
They create all different types of visual assets, such as infographics, presentations, and other visual content. Community relations manager, where they engage with local community and other stakeholders developing programs to enhance the organization's reputation and impact. Uh, a brand new category that has been rising over the years is corporate social responsibility or CSR manager specialist. They pretty much oversee and manage the CSR initiatives and communicate its social and environmental uh, commitment and responsibilities to internal and external audiences. And finally, analytics specialist manager, and they are they their main role i should say is to monitor and analyze different types of communications metrics to evaluate the effectiveness of communications strategies so again it could very much vary based on the size the complexity and specific communications needs some of them can either be combined or expanded or it could or depending as to the overall wavelength of the organization uh, they can be streamlined to uh, to a structure with fewer specialized roles. But building a solid corporate communications team is essential for several reasons. And most of these reasons you know. Uh, and and it's always good to have muscle memory when I, when I talk about them. But I can't emphasize them enough. Uh, each of these, com uh, of these uh, talking points... Uh, pretty much uh, all interconnect with one another as we as we try to uh, figure out uh, what exactly that we're we're trying to uh, relay and so when you're building out your communications team here are some of the key reasons as to why it's important uh, to have to have them when you're making your uh, your, uh, your your talent uh, operational uh, decisions. Number one, reputation management, where having a team is crucial in managing the organization's reputation and perception. Number two, crisis communications. Uh, having a team that focuses on that, uh, they are responsible for including the media, customers, investors, partners, and the public, and they can paint a positive brand image and lo loyalty and confidence. Number three is crisis communications, especially in times in crisis, having crisis communicators to either promptly and efficiently respond to any kind of negative messaging or damages to the reputation and uh and organization both internally and externally to ensure that damage is either litigated uh, to minuscule levels or not uh or not affected whatsoever remember uh when i talked about uh formulating your team you want to think about having it like a baseball or football team uh one of those core attributes is having that de defensive lineup and having crisis communicators is is that defense number four internal communications uh having individuals working uh communicating within the organization is important to ensure that employees are well informed engaged and aligned with the organization's mission and goals number five media relations you can also make that connection with external communications their job is to build positive relationships with the media that can lead to favorable media uh, coverage and opportunities you're looking for ways to further expand your thought leadership your story and your achievement whether it's through uh, press coverage uh, me uh, media awards uh, 
or anything in, in general, this is the way to do it. Number six is stakeholder engagement, where the team facilitates a meaningful uh, conversations with stakeholders, agencies, NGOs, and other key associations. It's all about building partnerships and relationships. You want those to last and, and deliver a positive effect. Number seven, brand messaging and storytelling. Crafting compelling uh, messages is essential for building an emotional connection with audiences and differentiating your story with, from your competitors. Number eight, social media management. Having a robust online presence uh, is so important because it helps you engage with customers, address concerns, and promote your brand effectively. Number nine, internal management. Uh, having a team that focuses on in any kind of internal communications, which is similar to point number four. Uh, you want to ensure that all employees are on the same page regarding the organization's mission, va values, and the branding, and also simultaneously fostering a cohesive uh, corporate culture, especially since now in this remote hybrid world, corporate culture, having one is very critical to, uh, to internal efforts uh, for senior executives uh, and as well as for HR. Number 10 is cultural advocacy. Uh, corporate communications can play a role in advocating a company culture or values. Uh, number 11 is regulatory compliance, ensuring that all communications uh, efforts are strictly tied to today's laws, regulations, and policies. And finally, number 12, having, uh, having a corporate communications team that measures impact. Uh, so that way the organization can understand what works and what needs improvement. Uh, so having a corporate communications team, whether it's small or large, is instrumental in building and maintaining a positive corporate image, fostering trust and credibility with stakeholders, and supporting the organization's overall business goals. Having effective communications is integral to, uh, to incorporating a successful corporate operation especially in today's interconnected world. And so it doesn't matter if you, uh, if you have a, a strategy that, that could relay all different types of messaging. Uh, just having, having a team with specific requirements uh, is going to help you in pushing that message forward. And also having the team that is very well-versed and experienced and fostering that talent and ensuring that they have the capabilities of of full autonomy and, and, doing, and executing it correctly uh, also, uh, also brings in trust uh, to ensuring that the job gets done. And so with that, that wraps up episode number five of The Communicator, and I am so glad that we focus on the current uh, landscape from a team standpoint in a corporate communications department. Is there something that I left out? Is there something that you want me to go further? What you agree or disagree? Feel free to reach out to me via email or on social media, or as well as offering your comments in the comment section below. And don't forget, in two weeks' time, we're going to continue on with part two of uh, the team's uh, topic, uh, where we're going to be focusing on the future of the corporate communications department, and as well as why I believe having a standalone PR department not tied with any other uh, different uh, division 
is going to be beneficial down the hall for your organizational needs. And so thank you all so much for tuning in to episode number five of The Communicator. I'm very much looking forward to completing this two-part topic series with you. I will see you all in two weeks time on August 7th for episode number six of The Communicator. And don't forget to hit those follow, share, and subscribe buttons. It will mean absolutely everything to me. Uh, leave a five, uh, leave a five star rating, I should say. And, uh, we will talk again soon on the other side of the podcast universe. So take care everyone until episode number six.